0: I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for Thursday. Broncos hire head coach Nathaniel Hackett. But we believe this is going to affect significantly where Aaron Rodgers plays next year. We're going to lead with that. Tyron Matthew practices out of concussion protocol it looks like and money has come in on Kansas City up from a touchdown now a touchdown with extra vig over Cincinnati Big Ben officially retires as a Steelers fan I'm going to really share some thoughts with you and probably say something that will surprise most of you about Big Ben here comes a four hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more
1: you're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio Strip. Here's RJ Bell.
0: You heard it. I'm RJ live in Las Vegas, live on Thursday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. I gotta tell you, today it's a little AJ is Sherlock Holmes. He put some pieces together, and I think this is fascinating, and we've backed it up with a move in the odds when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. You're probably gonna hear it here first. I'm suspecting sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's not only Sherlock, he's the fan of beats the man, A.J. Hoffman.
1: Thank you, R.J. Great to be here on a day where Pittsburgh quarterback Ben Roethlisberger officially retires. Two of the NFL's coaching positions are now officially filled, and Tyron Matthew returns to practice with some money pushing in on the Chiefs. What is the Vegas lead? We're starting with Denver and Hackett, and we're going to start with the
0: connection that you made.
1: Yeah, obviously, Nathaniel Hackett, the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator. And I started thinking about, well, Aaron Rodgers was the the Broncos were the front runners to get him a year ago. And I found a quote that said from Aaron Rodgers that said, Nathaniel Hackett's been a really important part of our culture change and a part of our success on offense. I love him. I hope he doesn't go anywhere unless I do. And that quote was from 2020. So before we even had an indication that Rodgers wanted out of Green Bay, he was already waxing poetic about Nathaniel Hackett. Now Hackett goes to Denver, and obviously that was a place that was rumored to be the frontrunner for him last year. I would assume they'll be the frontrunners again this year. Well, let's.
0: I mean, we don't have to assume, right? We can look at the the betting odds. So let's be, you know, let's repeat, I think, the, the significance here. Uh, obviously, if you know, most fans remember Denver was in the conversation for Rogers right around the draft specifically, and they, there was a surge in their odds. And a lot of people believe Denver has a top five NFL team, other than quarterback. Meaning, if you just said quarterbacks are banned, there's no quarterbacks allowed. Well, how good would these teams be? The rest of the roster, Denver top five. Now, first
1: thought: Do you agree with that with Denver? I I agree. Yeah, top five non QB roster. You were a skeptic of Denver this year. I was a skeptic. I, th- I thought that the the market pushed way too high on Denver preseason. And you know, again,
0: they finished pretty close to the, you know a little under their win total. Well, they went
1: oh uh, well. Yeah. You had the juicy middle.
0: Yeah, I did. We went over seven and a half and under nine. cause, uh, But, but, it, you know, they could have beat Casey. At the end to hit eight, it would have been perfect. The scoop, <laughs> as it's called. But um, I think considering the injuries to Bridgewater and, quite frankly, the injuries to so many of the rest of the team, I think in general, Denver's non-quarterback roster, you could say exceeded expectations. Because when you have that many injuries – and you're a play or two away from exceeding your win total uh, by getting to eight. I, I, you know, I think, you know, I think that is is uh, it's hard to say that Denver's uh, disappointed. Um, so at least let's say that at minimum. Okay, so now they hire the OC of Green Bay. So now it's like, well, everyone's going to say, well, wait a minute, Aaron Rodgers and him, you know, probably a good relationship. This is going to help Denver. But to me, it's that quote, because when you have someone that, that you're at this team, right, you're with the Packers. And to have Rogers talking about, hey, if he goes, I'm going. I mean, yeah, you'd expect to hear that, you know, from your wife, you know, someone say that about his wife, his kids, but not his O.C. I mean, that's a closeness that, you know, quite frankly, I wasn't aware of. Read that quote
1: one more time. Hack has been a really important part of our culture change and a part of our success on offense. I love him. I hope he doesn't go anywhere unless I do.
0: That's strong. So now the odds have moved, and I'm not even sure enough. So the odds on where does Aaron Rodgers play next year and give yesterday's and then today's?
1: Yeah, yesterday, and this is a – if Rodgers is not with the Packers next year. Okay. uh, Yesterday, the odds were – the Denver Broncos were plus 200, which was the favorite. Now they're the favorite at minus 150. Second favorite is the Steelers at plus 550. Third is the Dolphins at 600.
0: Okay, so imagine if you were betting 150 today, you win 100. If you were betting 150 yesterday, you won 300. Yeah. So that's the difference here is you, you would, you, you're making one third as much money after this move. And, and to me, that kind of feels big enough that, that, that the market, the smartest batters understand what you've given,
1: I, I think, proof to, which is this is a big deal. And under a little bit different parameters, if, you, if the markets that do factor in that he could return to Green Bay, Green Bay went from minus 200 to be Aaron Rodgers' team next season to minus 110.
0: OK, so in different markets where in the initial bet, it's, hey, if he stays with Green Bay, everyone gets their money back. It's only if he leaves, where does he go? But in another market, they're saying, where's he going to play next year? And Green Bay is a viable, uh, obviously, option. They were 2-1, to or they were minus 200. Now they're even money. So, again, this hiring, very, very uh, negative, I guess you could say, to the chances of of Green Bay retaining Rodgers. I wonder if Hackett wouldn't have gotten any head job, would Rodgers have not left? Because, hey, Hack was there.
1: (laughs) That's a good question. And if you remember – and I wonder if there's like a – if Matt LaFleur gave a a thing out the door like, hey, don't try to steal my quarterback. Because you remember Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan suddenly had beef last year when it looked like Kyle Shanahan was trying to get Aaron Rodgers.
0: So who are the favorites? uh, Because to me, San Francisco is a team that I'm hearing Rodgers talk about. Who are the other favorites and teams to land
1: Rodgers if he leaves? Broncos, Steelers, Dolphins, Colts, Browns, Eagles, Raiders, Giants, Jets, sure. Titans. That's there's no 49ers on the list. Wow. And the the the, the longest shot is paying what? Uh, the longest shot available is the Ravens at plus thirty three hundred. They're about fifteen thousand dollars. So thirty-three to
0: one. All right. Yeah. So In theory, San Francisco would be more
1: than 33-1. to That's what it's saying. You want to book me at 35-1, to AJ? I do not want to book you at 35-1 to because I I don't understand why the 49ers aren't on this list.
0: Yeah, you know who else I'd be interested to put a little bet on in San Francisco's quarterback next year? Who are you seeing, RJ? Well, here's the thing. Sometimes on radio, an old friend of mine used to be uh, in an L.A., uh, producer, he's with the NFL network now, uh, Dave Singer, really nice guy. And uh, he said, You know, one thing that I like when a guy does is when he has something that is very anticipated. He's going to say like something that everyone's kind of waiting on. He goes, you, you wait maybe a second and a half. You say, And what I'm thinking is, <laughs> and then everyone leans in. Now, the question is, how long can you wait? Because I usually wait about a second. But I'm going to go a second and a half here. Who I'm thinking San Fran's next quarterback is Tom Brady. Oh. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, one, a lot of strife in Tampa. Two, what's the chance of Tampa winning a Super Bowl next year? I mean, whatever chance they had. It's
1: less than this year's.
0: Yeah, That's my point. And I'm saying less by a significant <laughs> Margin because and going
1: back to what you just said about Denver, San Francisco may be the best non-quarterback roster in the league.
0: Yeah, yeah, right up there for sure. I agree. And here's the thing: Jimmy G's not only not good enough for Kyle Shanahan. That's why they traded a, a lot to to get Trey Lance. But what we see here is, and this isn't being discussed very much because it's the conference championships. But why haven't we seen packages for Trey Lance Early, earlier in the year we did? So unless he's regressed, how couldn't we, with an injured Jimmy G, you know, the last couple games? If you think about the Rams game, you think about the Dallas game, you think about the Green Bay game. Jimmy G's health was a major consideration in all three of those games. And, and now somewhat in this game. So if you have a quarterback that's so mediocre that you are making a major trade to get the replacement, a la Trey Lance, and he's hurt, which means he's less than 100%, and the guy that you traded 17 number one picks for well, – was it 17, AJ?
1: <laughs> I don't know how many. It, it was. Rude, it was, it was three. I think it was. I think it was less than 17, more than two. It was countless. You could almost say, <laughs> and
0: you would think that guy would at least be given the same level of responsibility he was given. I don't know. Three months ago, Mackenzie as the representative of the Shanahan family, as first cousin. What do you think of that?
2: I don't have any insight, but I wonder if Jimmy G's. Uh, mentality has to be considered here where putting Trey Lance in and out. I mean, Garoppolo played some really bad games early in the season. Now that they're not playing Lance, not so much last week, but he's played better towards the end of the season without Lance coming in in and out every game. Ah.
0: I disagree with that. I think the last three games have been the the worst three.
1: Yeah, if you were going to ever play the guy, it seems like the last few weeks when he's been physically compromised would have been the time to do
2: it. Yeah, but they've won nine out of 11 games. I'm saying the strategy they decided on five or six weeks ago, not wait, so much the recent wait, beta, wait a
0: minute. You're saying has impacted them. The team that had a quarterback signed, for 24 million dollars, <laughs> you're saying they don't like to rock the boat, even though they traded countless number one picks to get. A, when is the last time we had a starter that started in a Super Bowl within a hand, you know, two years prior that that is being retained by the team that's still under contract have a number one pick taken for quarterback? I mean, in a way that was as the replacement, you know, not a quarterback in waiting. No one thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be replaced in year one. But most people were surprised Trey Lance isn't playing. I mean, I'm not sure, AJ, can you remember that ever being the case before?
1: The last time I remember a a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, like them drafting his replacement was Joe Flacco. But it was it wasn't as but recent was like as seven, Jimmy Garoppolo's. It was seven years
0: later. Right,
1: right. It was number I mean, thirty
2: two overall.
0: Yeah, and, and exactly. They traded. I mean, the thing about Lamar, people forget, is they traded back and took a tight end in the first round, and then they took Lamar when he was still available at thirty two, and by the draft projections, he was supposed to go in the twenties. So Lamar, so they went back to a position that they didn't expect it or or they had a second pick, but they, they I can't remember how that was. I think they had two number ones and one of them they traded back or they had two number ones and one was 32. But either way, they had a number one Baltimore did before and they took another player other than Lamar in the first round. And it was in the 20s. It wasn't like high, high. So, yeah, it, it, that was, hey, he's here. Let's give it a shot. And even he started halfway through the season and started a playoff yeah. game. When have we ever seen a first-round quarterback play less at the end of the year than the beginning of the year when he, when he wasn't bent? Like, it was not a benching, but rather, we're only going to play you if the other guys hurt. Right. And, oh, we'll play you a few possessions as a change up three months later. You know, those possessions, skip those now. We, <laughs> we don't want those anymore. Oh, But but the guy's hurt. Yeah, that's fine. We'd rather have him hurt. I mean, this is a hey. let's hope they win the Super Bowl this year. This is a disaster. We'll but just I'm let te-
1: Debo Samuel throw the football instead. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I mean, that's just true. put him at halfback and let him be a decoy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the funny thing is when McKenzie says, yeah, maybe they don't want to rock the boat. It's like, yeah, they, 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 they don't want to rock the boat. All right. They just drafted a quarterback to supplant the guy. That's how much they care about him. Okay. <laughs> so um, you heard it here, Tom Brady. I'm not saying it's a sure thing, but you give me Brady a 35 to one, Aaron Rodgers a 35 to one. I'm making some nice bets. Let me say that. If you want to, you want to book Tom Brady, AJ?
1: No. So you like that idea? I do like the idea of it. If Tom Brady plays, that seems like the perfect fit. But I I agree with you that I don't think he's got any interest in going back to Tampa because there's less of a chance to win now than there was this year.
0: And I think some of the, listen, AB just filed a suit. I, I got a feeling, again, I came pretty strong down, hey, the story didn't make sense, and now apparently there was a uh, the GM light uh, the, the, there was a tr- um, text that was released that had that, that. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, that the light was confirming that Bruce Arians knew or, or uh, Bruce Arians heard and acknowledged that A.B. was saying, hey, I'm too hurt to go in. Right. Uh, so. So, I mean, what is the scenario that 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 could be untrue at this point? I, I don't have one. I mean, it would have to be the GM is telling Antonio Brown, who's threatening lawsuits, information that would help his lawsuit, but it's not true. I mean, that makes no sense, does it? No. So we now know, as I predicted, that <laughs> right or wrong. Yeah, right, because right. I was out on an island. On you this were one. you were first on this. Well, not only first, I'm still probably the only one. I I, I don't know, but I haven't heard many. I heard people ridiculing anyone that was uh, supporting, well, not even supporting. Ab, it was saying something's funny here because he obviously is a wackadoo in some ways. <laughs> He's also also obviously a great receiver. So where do you balance that stuff? Well, that's what we kind of figure out in the NFL these days. But what I said was the story coming out of Tampa didn't make sense. And lo and behold, it's now already been contradicted by the GM of Tampa. And do you think Tom Brady, who is a, you know, who was an advocate of A.B., who actually looked bad? I heard multiple people say, oh, Tom Brady, he's awesome, but he made a big mistake with Antonio Brown. Right. Have you heard that?
1: I've heard that. that so, he was the one who vouched for him and then he burned he burned him.
0: So now his reputation is taking a hit Tom Brady's because of potentially deception and misleading statements, whatever you want to say, lies, allegedly out of Tampa. You think he really wants to go back? I mean, let's just say this. That has to discourage him from wanting to go back there.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's much that says he should be going back to Tampa. I think the fact that Gronk is hinting at retirement, I think those guys certainly would have discussed some things. I I don't think that that Tom Brady back to Tampa is even an option at this point.
0: Well, here's what I would say. I don't know if Tom Brady is going to Tampa or San Fran. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to Green or staying at Green Bay or going to San Fran, but what I know is San Fran needs a quarterback next year. Because it's not I think maybe Trey Lance in year three.
2: Last thought, McKenzie, how's your optimism on Trey Lance at this point? Josh Allen was so impressive this playoffs. There's a point, trust me. When the Bills killed the 49ers <laughs> last year and they really destroyed them, Kyle Shanahan said, You need a guy that's Drew Brees but can move like Lamar Jackson. That's the hope. That's the pipe dream. I still have that for my man Trey Lance. Still twenty-one years old. Hold on a second. You th- you thought that's Mackenzie
0: Rivers, first cousin to Kyle Shanahan, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you just said the guy who had the low, the the most, the lowest completion percentage of all the first-round quarterbacks in Division Two. Is that right, AJ? Was it Division Two? Uh,
1: we, well, we, we call it uh, FCS now.
0: Okay, but there is a Division Two that I guess that's different. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so w- one AA as it used to be. Yeah. Is literally with guys who are going to be selling insurance in two years, and you know what? That's the good players at that level. <laughs> he he completed. The lowest completion percentage, and your thought is he's going to be like Drew Brees.
2: Is that what? Is, is, do you want to do you want to recant that? Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying anybody's going to Drew Brees. Josh Allen isn't Drew Brees. Trey Lance, God knows, is not Drew Brees. I'm just saying the the prototype of Josh Allen. I see a potential in Trey Lance. The fact that he can throw it as well as anybody, almost Josh Allen, not well, as well as Drew Brees. I don't know if you know and this ac- acc- as well.
0: accuracy matters with throwing. But last thought. Um, what kind of girlfriend do you want? Uh, six or 5'11", 115 pounds, D cups, S- uh, road scholar, uh, mm. uh, uh, charitable work. I mean, it's like, yeah, who wouldn't want a guy that could throw like Drew Brees and run like Lamar? <laughs> <laughs> that's the prototype. But is that is that what you're going for?
2: Yeah, that's the dream. That's the dream, okay. The nightmare,
1: the nightmare is Trey Lance is playing on special teams in two years.
2: <laughs>
1: that was pretty good. All right, let's, t-
0: let's take our first break. So to recap quickly, is Aaron Rodgers more of a connection to Hackett than you might think? AJ uncovered the quote, the odds move drastically. Denver, the clear favor, to be the landing spot if Green Bay doesn't retain Aaron Rodgers. When we come back, as a Steeler fan – I'm going to speak from the heart. I'm going to try not to cry and talk
1: about Big Ben. I hope you do cry. But he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with show. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to go over the legacy of Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger through the eyes of a Steelers fan, R.J. Bell. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to surprise you, I think it's going to surprise you.
0: This is, not a surprise, the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. And we're going to work extra hard to reciprocate all that support. I promise you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas here in Vegas on The Strip. 63 degrees, the neon is pumping.
1: The journey has been exhilarating, fueled by a spirit of competition, yet the time has come to clean out my locker, hang up my cleats, and continue to be all I can be to my wife and children. I retire from football a truly grateful man. Those are the words of Ben Roethlisberger. And the first thing I think we need to say
0: is, obviously Big Ben has, uh, at one specific, a minimum, incident in his past that was you know I, I, troublesome troubling to me it you, you I'm not sure what's the right way to handle things like that because on one hand you want to say and and, and believe hey if the accusations were true then it's you know horrible thing right? seemed to be potentially even a criminal offense. And the reality is there was never any uh, charges and there was never, quite frankly, any proof of it. So we're not going to say that the accuser was lying because I don't have any idea. But I think Big Ben's taken, you know, a lot of scrutiny over that. And that was many, many years ago. But I think it's important to acknowledge, hey, as big as a fan as I am of Ben on the field, that was troubling, and I hope that justice was served. Now, looking at another kind of justice, money, let's talk about Big Ben and his stats first, and then I'm going to talk about it, you know, for three minutes on a personal level. So, McKenzie and AJ, you guys have the stats. Why don't you hit us with the uh, most impressive? But I'm going to start with what I consider to be the most impressive which is Big Ben never had a losing season. So Tomlin's getting a lot of credit, never had a losing season, and he deserves it. But Big Ben had three additional seasons. 18 years he played, 18 years the Steelers didn't have a losing season. And to me, this was a a really good quarterback. And fifth most passing yards all time, and 12 playoff appearances in 18 years. So to me, you know, obviously three AFC titles, two Super Bowls. So the 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 above-the-fold, high-level stuff is is stunning. And, A.J., I got to tell you, before you guys get into the stats, you and I have been kind of going at it the last couple months about Big Ben's legacy – I think as you've dug into the numbers, you probably des- I think Big Ben deserves an apology. Actually,
1: yeah. Listen, when when you showed me those those Elo numbers, uh, and you see Big Ben's career mapped out uh, over you know the entire the entirety of it, and you can compare it, you can put it on a plane with quarterbacks past and present. He is surprisingly great, and he he holds up surprisingly well against guys you wouldn't think that he would. Guys like John Elway, even. So uh, it is. It, I, I was wrong about what Ben, how good Ben has been. It's not just the two Super Bowl rings that are that are holding him up. The guy was a great player for a really long time. If anything, maybe held on a couple years too long. But obviously, it, just his overall body of work is incredible.
0: But let me ask you a question. Would you like for a player – because here's the thing. If God came down and said, okay, it's, um, it's, it's over, Johnny, is, yeah, the guy should leave at that point. But isn't the kind of the premises, anyone that has enough heart to fight like Big Ben did on the field is going to be the last one to, to admit that it's over? And that to me, yeah, we might not like it. We wish they knew. But in the long run, if the choice was retire a little too early or too late, who wants their favorite player to retire too early? Not just because you want more years with them, but also because you don't want that player to have a heart. That I mean, like to me, and listen, uh, I'm not going to cut on Barry Sanders. or I'm not going to cut on Megatron or I'm not going to cut on Jim Brown. But when I, you know, if someone other than injury or Andrew Luck, I will cut on, is (laughs) if someone who retires before their time, you got to wonder how much they love the game. And maybe they could have and something comes up. But what I'm saying is when you play till they are pushing you off the field, you know, they love the
1: game. There's no doubt about it. And his numbers, his accolades. And the money. Money helps, too. (laughs) Obviously, two-time Super Bowl champion is going to be at the top of his resume, three-time AFC champion, six-time pro bowler, two-time passing leader, including as recently as 2018, rookie of the year back in 2004. Retires fifth all-time in career passing yards. He's got a 94 career passer rating, which is 15th all-time. And then, you know, there's you can compare that and his wins, a 66% winner, to the guys that he was drafted with in that class, Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers. And in passer rating and wins, he's better than both of them by quite a ways. 11% more wins than Rivers, 15% more wins than than Eli Manning, 52% ATS all time. And this number is surprising. Most 500-yard games in NFL history, he had four of those. No other player had more than two. And by the way, one of those was the last game last year. Yep.
0: So when Uh, you said he shouldn't have been there. (laughs) (laughs) And here's my statement. Here's the take. And I don't think it's even close. Ben is the greatest quarterback in Steelers history. And I grew up with a Terry Bradshaw jersey on. And I was 10 years old when uh, the Steelers were, you know, won their last, or let me think, I guess I was 12 when they won their last title. And, uh, or of the four with Bradshaw. And if there was anyone that I was connected to as a kid, it was Bradshaw as a Steelers fan. And Big Ben was better. So I'm gonna make that
1: case succinctly first though. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m Pacific. Fox Sports Radio I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. There's a golfer named Adam Shank. <laughs> it's inconvenient isn't it
0: I mean you gotta wonder why you ever picked up a club in his life <laughs> holy cow so LeBron we got that alert uh, about 10 minutes ago Mackenzie I asked you to look how the line's moving on that game uh, with
2: LeBron out what do we see it's shot up to the Sixers minus six now, hosting the Lakers. When that opened up this morning, it was only Sixers minus two and a half, so about even teams. It's been drifting that way, so even before the official news, some bettors got a good number betting that LeBron will be out of this game.
0: So how much of a movement was it since the announcement?
2: Since the announcement, it's only moved two points, from okay. Lakers from Sixers four to Sixers six.
0: So that, pre- that presupposes there was speculation that LeBron would be out. And what betters will do sometimes is play on the come like that and say, hey, if he's out, we're going to gain a couple more points. And I'm certain he's not going to move the line like he used to, but in his prime, LeBron moved the line as much as any player ever, really. Michael Jordan was about six points per game, and so was LeBron in his prime sounds like it's more towards four at this point and if you're not following the NBA and we're going to be ramping up next week with the NBA uh, LeBron's been playing exceptionally well at center in a way and uh, you know kind of a quasi center but it's been very impressive and again LeBron some people think the ninth best player of all time uh, others think better than that <laughs> McKenzie <laughs> but again <laughs> it's a surprising Again, so quickly with Big Ben to rap about it is he was obviously the most accomplished quarterback in Steelers history. Bradshaw was great in the big games, great in playoff games, but really as late as 1975 – Bradshaw was threatened – was benched, actually, the first Super Bowl year for Terry Hanratty, if I – I don't recall, but I read about it. And think about that. That was his fifth year. So – and then he was retired by 83. So he played like 13 seasons and Big Ben played 18. And other than the Super Bowls, it was like, you know, his. His stats, not only relative to Big Ben because, hey, passing's gotten so much better, but relative to others at the time, Bradshaw is, falls short relative to Big Ben. And lastly, he is, was the perfect Steeler quarterback in that he was tough as a mofo. I mean, listen, when you're a fan of a team, you're going to usually be critical of your quarterback. And I was a lot about Big Ben. I wish he would have been more intellectual about the game. I wish that he would have been more diligent and detail-oriented because I think the whole team kind of wasn't because he wasn't. And it probably shows, and Colin has talked about this, that he wasn't as good later in his life where he didn't have those amazing physical skills. But he was tough like no one I've ever seen. And I saw him take hits and stay in games, I double back his ankle once and stay in games. That, that I, it's just I, – I saw him play on one – AJ, I saw him play on one ankle for a whole half of a game. Like he was hopping around in between plays. And I've never seen anything like it. In an NFL game, he was tough. And I know he whined and he liked to get attention for being tough but he was tough did you was it- that was that obvious to you
1: certainly and and when I like he's the kind of quarterback I think of when I think of the Pittsburgh Steelers he seemed like a fit for that team and maybe it's because he was there for 18 years and it's hard for me to imagine them having someone else at this point honestly maybe because he
0: had a beer belly and was tough that's why you thought I I think that's
1: what did it the beard (laughs) the beer belly it all worked
0: (laughs) All right, when we come back final break we're going to talk about the market updates for both of the conference championship games what's happened in the last 24 hours and how has Vegas reacted reacted.
1: He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's Mike Carmen I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex you get your podcasts. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Let's take a look at how the Vegas lines have moved since yesterday, particularly in the AFC, where Tyron Matthew was a full participant at practice today, meaning he has cleared concussion protocol. Some 7.5 starting to pop up. We'll call it 7.1. Yesterday was a, a clean 7 for the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Bengals. And we talked about the potential line
0: moves here, and I think it bears repeating. If you like Kansas City, odds are 7 is the best number you're going to get. So if you've got access to a 7, and there's a lot of them out there, you want to play Kansas City. If you are going to play Kansas City, you want to play them now or as soon as possible. And there's a chance the line goes to six and a and a half. All right? I'm saying the chance of it going, and there's a real good chance it stays at seven. But if it stays at seven, it's a moot point. It doesn't matter when you bet. So the only time that matters is if it moves. So now the question is, what's the chance of going to seven and a half across the board? And what's the chance of going to six and a half? I think the odds are four or five times as likely it goes to seven and a half rather than six and a half. Thus, if you like Kansas City, play the seven now. Oh, oh go ahead, AJ.
1: I was going to say I'd say it's probably 50% that it goes up to seven and a half, 40% it ends at seven, and about 10% that you get a six and a half.
0: When, when did you become an expert at projecting line moves?
1: I, I've been talking a lot to Fez about
0: this stuff. <laughs> that, I've learned a lot in the last th- six months. That was bold. That was bold. Now, I, but, and then, let me see.
1: But I, the math is about right with what you said, I guess, because of 50% well, that it goes up, that's five yeah, times yeah, the more question, the chance. So. The,
0: yeah, yeah, the question is, how likely is it to stay at seven? You know, I'm not so sure that I disagree with you, so. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a red-letter day, friends. But remember, I could disagree with you. I'm just not sure that I disagree with you. <laughs> Hey, one quick thing about Kansas City, because I've been digging in, obviously, handicapping as we progress here through the week. If you look at that first game, Kansas City's offense against Cincy, Kansas City's offense was obviously impressive in that game, even though they ended up losing. They had a lead in the second half. And don't. this is a rare thing. Their tackle, Brown, who was traded from the Ravens, hurt himself in pregame warm-ups, and literally didn't have any injury before that. So think about it. When you have a lineman or anyone unexpectedly get hurt, it's so much harder than when you've prepared for it. So to have a player not get to even play a single snap, but not play in the game when you thought he was going to, man, that makes that Kansas City offensive performance all the more impressive, A.J.
1: Yeah, I agree, and and I expect – we'll talk about it more tomorrow, but I expect Kansas City to have another really great offensive performance in this one. Next game. The San Francisco 49ers get some good, some good news. Ambry Thomas, their starting cornerback, was a full participant at practice today. Trent Williams still not at practice. No line move in the NFC Championship game.
0: Now, when we talk – and tomorrow we're going to go over the whole handicap – when we talk about – why San Francisco is 6-0 and during Shanahan's tenure against the Rams. Well, and, and, and the, one of the main reasons for that is that McVay and the Rams dominate typically both line of scrimmages, offense and defense, but San Francisco doesn't allow that. They are, they're that strong, equally strong on offense and defense. And thus, it takes one of the strengths of the Rams away. But I tell you, that is the most highly regarded left tackle in the NFL, PFF's top
1: grade. And if he doesn't play and not practice on Thursdays, bad news, it's a big deal. And if you missed any of today's show, including what I thought was a very heartfelt, loving Ode to Ben Roethlisberger, the greatest quarterback in Pittsburgh's Dealers history. It is love. It is love. All right. You can check out that podcast at foxsportsradio.com. I think you'll enjoy it. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We're going to give you a full Vegas breakdown of both the championship games coming up this weekend. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!